guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah. We've teamed up with MomCast to bring you the news you need to know in a special series from The Mom Voice podcast. Each week, we'll be sitting down with Emmy Award-winning newscaster Emma Jade to bring you the headlines of the week. So join us here and get informed to help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. But first, we want to talk to you about the Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser. Okay, I love scents, and I love having my home smell the very best that it can. With the Pura Smart Home device, they've created a natural, pet, and kid-friendly product that allows you to set schedules and manage your fragrances from your phone. I love the variety of scents that Pura has. They're partnered with top brands like Volcano, Nest, Votivo, Times, and the seasonal variety right now are just the best. There's so many yummy pumpkin scents available. You've got to go check it out. So if you're wanting to give your home a little extra boost this season, go over to trypura.com and at checkout, use code MOMVOICE for 15% off your order. Okay, back to the show. It's the week of October 28, 2021. Emma, what do we need to know? Have you guys heard about the Facebook papers? 17 U.S. news organizations started publishing a series of pretty shocking and revealing stories taken from thousands of leaked internal Facebook documents. In these documents, it's now known as the Facebook papers, stories of employees' anger over the incitement of violence on the platform allowing hate speech on Facebook and Instagram to flourish, how Facebook fails to protect their younger users, and that Instagram knew how toxic the platform was or is for teenage girls, employees with major concerns about human trafficking. I mean, Apple threatened to pull Facebook and Instagram from its app store over concerns that they were being used as online slave markets to trade and sell maids. All of this coming out in these Facebook papers reports. And there's even more that will be revealed. The CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, responded to some of these leaks, said they are painting a false picture of the company. But yes, in the coming weeks, we'll get even more information from the Facebook papers because these 17 U.S. news organizations are going through thousands, thousands of leaked documents from whistleblowers who used to work for Facebook and are now trying to disclose exactly what's going on at this company. But something important to note here, it's not just Facebook that we, especially parents, need to be concerned about. TikTok could be causing ticks in teens. This headline went wild just about everywhere. So I want to give you more information about what exactly is behind this headline, because it is you know, nerve wracking when you read that, like my teenager is going to develop tics just from being on TikTok. There's more to it. But doctors across multiple countries are reporting a rise in teen girls developing tics and that anxiety, depression, and the use of the app TikTok could be to blame. The rise began right around the same time of the start of the pandemic. According to the Wall Street Journal, teen girls were watching TikTok videos of people who said they had Tourette syndrome. And then the teen girls would mimic the tics. Some not even realized they were doing it. The journal reported that some medical centers are seeing as much as 10 times their usual case of tics. So doctors say it's not likely to develop 
a tick, like your your son or daughter isn't likely to develop a tick after watching just one video of someone with Tourette syndrome. But the problem is with TikTok's algorithm because these kids, after seeing one, two, three, four, five videos of those with Tourette syndrome, can then continue to see repeated videos because the algorithm and then develop ticks just like what they're seeing in these videos. But these disorders, they can be treated. Doctors say, have your kid, number one, take a social media break and that parents, we need to know what type of videos our kids are watching. Another really big story that has just such a tragedy, investigators in Santa Fe, New Mexico, still trying to figure out what exactly went wrong and who's responsible after Alec Baldwin shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. This happened during a rehearsal on the set. Hutchins was shot in the chest. The director, Joel Souza, was also hit, but he is recovering. A lot of eyes, though, are now on the assistant director. His name is Dave Halls. He was the one who handed Baldwin the gun, declared the weapon safe. But according to news reports, Halls has been criticized in the past, even fired before, for safety issues on set of other projects. We've heard from a lot of people who were offered to work on the set of Rust. NBC interviewed one person in particular. This person said they turned down the offer because of some red flags that were going on on the set. Apparently, producers combined jobs, prop master and armorer. Those are the people who are you know, responsible for weapons on set. And those two jobs apparently take two distinct sets of skills. Also, another pretty big revelation. In the previous days on the set of this film, there had been multiple misfires. No charges have been filed just yet in the death of Helena Hutchins. Investigators still have a long ways to go. Some good news for Tesla drivers. The company, Tesla, it's now worth more than $1 trillion. Only four other companies in the U.S. have hit this insane milestone. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google parent Alphabet. The latest push came this week when Hertz, it's the rental car company, they announced they're going to be purchasing 100,000 cars from Tesla in 2022. It's one of the largest electric vehicle orders ever placed. And you know what, guys? It's really too bad that we don't work at Spanx. Their CEO, Sarah Blakely, just gave all employees first-class plane tickets to anywhere in the world. Also, not just first-class plane tickets, but $10,000 in spending money. This massive surprise, it's all over social media. You have got to see the reactions because what the employees did after was just adorable, amazing, so sweet. It came on the heels of a deal with a private equity firm, which now values Spanx, the company, at $1.2 billion. So they were making that big announcement. And then Blakely, the CEO, came out with, oh, by the way, we're valued at a really great number now, and I want to give you something to say thank you. Blakely actually started Spanx with $5,000 of her savings. She became a self-made billionaire. So you're probably wondering where are all the employees headed? Some said South Africa, Croatia, Antarctica, Bora Bora, or maybe even Sweden, all thanks to Spanx. So if you guys were given a round-trip ticket, first class, by the way, and $10,000 in spending money, where would you guys go? Oh, that's hard. I think pretty incredible. Yeah, that is a pretty incredible little bonus there. But I think maybe New Zealand. Oh, I know kind of, or maybe Bora Bora. Oh, that's mine. What about you guys? Sarah, what do you think? Okay, my 
my dream trip would be one of those cruises where you get to go through Europe and like dock each day and go see all the European countries, but then get back on the cruise ship at night. (laughs) That would be like absolute dream. I don't know if that counts as visiting one place, if that would like work or not, but I bet the 10 grand would cover it. I would think so. I still can't believe that on top of just going paying for first class tickets, she's like, $10,000 in spending money. How incredible is that? Well, I think so many other like boss business owners need to be doing this and spreading the love a little bit. Like that's just so incredible. I love it. I feel like we have had a lot of people. I mean, we've talked about the great resignation. We talked about that last mom cast. A lot of people are leaving their jobs because they're unhappy. Spanx, Listen, they are a very well-off company, and so they are able to do stuff like this. But you do hope that more bosses notice how important it is to value their people. There's nothing that feels better than when you feel like, I matter in this company, or I make a difference. Well, and I think also just with like the economy and prices going up, not many of us are seeing raises and more money, you know, coming with that. So these kind of like bonuses or perks can really be motivating and help and definitely helpful at this time. So go girl. That's amazing. Okay. Heads up. We do have a lot of big vaccine news. We're going to start off with a federal advisory committee. They voted to recommend the authorization of the Pfizer low dose COVID-19 vaccine for kids between the ages of five and 11. Still have a bit to go here until it's fully approved for kids. The FDA needs to approve the committee's recommendation. Then it goes to the CDC where an independent advisory panel reviews that data and then the director of the CDC has to sign off on it. But with this one step forward, we could see some of this going on and maybe even possibly being able to vaccinate kids ages 5 to 11 early November. I threw this question out on MomCast on my Instagram page. The poll was about 65% of you know you wouldn't get your kids vaccinated, the other 35%. Yes. If you are you or a loved one are looking to get a booster vaccine shot, you can mix and match now. That means if you originally received the Pfizer vaccine, your booster could come from Moderna or Johnson & Johnson. This news comes after the FDA and the CDC gave it the green light. Speaking of COVID and vaccines, we do have some pretty important new COVID vaccine travel requirements that are set to roll out just a few weeks before the hectic holiday travel rush. So a big heads up, if you are planning to travel, you got to know this stuff. Starting November 8th, the government will now require unvaccinated U.S. citizens and long-term residents. You have to present a negative COVID test taken one day before re-entry into the U.S. Fully vaccinated Americans, they're going to have a three-day window for COVID testing. But if they can't provide proof of vaccination, then they'll have to take a test before the flight. This is going to be up to the airlines to check. Like they're the ones who are going to have to do the work here, which, you know, just adds another step as we head into the very busy travel season that everyone's expecting. So the best recommendation that I've heard from experts in this case, you got to check with your specific airline. This this is going to change November 8th. That's the date that you need to remember. But you got to look at your specific airline exactly what do they require, what test, So make sure you just check before you make any flight plans. Speaking of vaccines, this is really interesting. In the works right now at the Cleveland Clinic, 
a vaccine to treat the most aggressive, lethal form of breast cancer. The triple negative, that's the type of breast cancer we're talking about here. It only makes up a percentage of breast cancer diagnoses, mainly affects those under 40, African-American women, and those with the BRCA1 gene mutation. But there's not a lot of effective treatments. In fact, it's just chemotherapy. So doctors have been developing a vaccine to fight triple negative breast cancer for about a decade. And it's finally ready to be tested on humans. They're going to be testing about between 18 to 24 patients. Could take another decade or so to even get this on the market. But it is some new hope for those fighting this horrific disease. And it's really sad to think one in eight women will develop invasive breast cancer in her lifetime. Can you believe that stat? It's holiday gift season time. We're trying to all buy everything. I know that we've been talking about getting on top of your holiday shopping. And that's important. Well, it's been such a headache. You guys, by the way, my daughter, we went through the Amazon holiday gift guide and my daughter just wanted this one thing. It was this like Minnie Mouse grocery store checkout thing. So I put it in my Amazon cart, kind of forgot about it. Thought to myself, oh, I should just buy a few of the things that I know my kids want. It had tripled in price. From the time that I put it in there. No way. I track it. Yes. So then I go online. I look at Target. I look at Walmart. There was one more available in (gasps) the state of Arizona. I had sent my husband to drive an hour to go and get it at this random Target. No (laughs) But thankfully, I got it. That's what I'm telling you is that, yes, we've been talking about these toy shortages and things like that. It's real and it's happening. We have to be on top of it this year. So again, the best advice we're hearing is just to buy everything early. Sarah, what do you mean you know? You're done. No, I know that, but I'm saying I'm hearing it from like <laughs> multiple people, not just you. Everywhere, I feel like right? a lot of people are already telling me this, that like the shipping days are way more than they expect or yes. or that prices are more than they expect. So I know, again, you guys get on it if you're not already. Like I, I feel like it's one of these things we take for granted that the stores are just yes. going to be stocked when we're looking to do our toys and shopping and everything. But like... I don't know, get ahead of it. Or at least like you get said, buy a few of like your key gifts that like you need to have on lock for this year and then like do the little stuff later. But I know that's just nuts. Well, for all of our friends who are the procrastinators, we do have some tips for you when shipping, thanks to usnews.com. The best and cheapest ways to ship for small packages and gift cards, they say use USPS. For medium and larger packages, try out UPS, and for oversized items, go with FedEx. So those are just some of the good ideas if you want to get your present there on time and also not spend too, too much. That's some really good info. But I don't know. I think that this is just not the year to procrastinate. Yeah, just something to know, something to think about. Is everyone ready for Halloween? Are you guys all ready? Well, speaking of like being ready, we had a costume change like two days ago. (gasps) And just like you said, driving across town for things, like that's exactly how I was (laughs) feeling. I was trying to find a certain Harry Potter tie and I I had it in my cart. Same thing, closer, close by. Next day I go, it's gone. And then it's like, okay, there's one left in the whole city of Phoenix. And I had to, you know, I actually (laughs) didn't drive all the way, but we were just, we kind of made some changes. But yeah, talk about a little bit of a, yeah, headache. Gosh, but we are ready. Um, We're so ready. We're so excited. What about you, Emma? 
Well, we're ready. We've been ready since the beginning of September. But there is a question that a lot of people, like it's literally the most polarizing question during Halloween. Are you guys ready for it? And I really need your honest answers. Yeah, tell me. Okay. Okay, here we go. The question. Do you like candy corn? So funny you say this. Okay. I actually hate candy corn. I never, it's never when I reach for it. It's never when I want. It's gross. So we carved pumpkins three days ago. No joke. This is so funny you ask. And she had decorated the tables with pumpkins and candy corn sprinkled around. So like I grabbed one and I ate it and I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. That wasn't as bad as I remember. I grabbed another and I ate another one. And then I literally turned to my sister-in-law's. I go, wait, I thought candy corn was so gross. These aren't that bad. So then they eat one and they're like, yeah, they're like softer and they're like buttery. Like it was weird. Like we all kind of were like, yeah, these are kind of good. Are you going to tell me they changed the recipe because maybe they all of a sudden got good? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, Sarah, what do you think? Sarah, do you like them? Yes or no? Um, I loved them as a kid. I like Lauren. I don't think I've put one in my mouth in 15 years. Emma. I'm serious. Like I'm literally going off childhood memory here. Like I love them back then, but I'm yeah. just not a candy. I love chocolate. I'm not a candy person. Like it's not okay. what I go to. So apparently candy corn, like when I asked Lauren, she goes, I hate it. Apparently, candy corn is a very emotional candy, and there is a scientific reason that it creates like such this polarizing thing in us. You either hate it or you love it. So I saw this whole article on the Today Show. It's hysterical. A food flavor specialist. She's just one of only 300 food flavor specialist experts in the world, by the way. She explained, though, why it has such a controversial reputation, candy corn. So there's two factors here that spur most of the response. The waxy and crumbly texture of the candy, that is one of the big factors. And then the taste, some find it too sweet while others see it as a fall-defining flavor. And that feeling of nostalgia impacts the way people react to food, which can be part of the reason candy corn provokes such an emotional response. Because the area of the brain where we process smell is the same part of the brain where we store memories and where we evoke emotion. So she says, because of all of these factors, candy corn creates like this huge, hilarious debate every single year. I find it hysterical. I, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I ate it either, Sarah. I have no clue. Well, isn't that funny? I do agree that our senses are so connected to like our memories and like you said, just nostalgic childhood things and it just takes you back. So it's interesting taste. I mean, it's not my first. I feel like my smells really take me to like places in my brain, but I will say totally candy corn is a very nostalgic childhood thing and it either is like a positive or a negative and i would agree that my negative about candy corn is the waxy like texture it is such a and maybe that's why i liked these ones the other day because they were like so soft they kind of like melted more whereas like normally i think of them as these hard wax i mean i truly wonder what they're made out of like that's i that's something i need to know Okay, so speaking of, well, speaking of the people who make them, get this, the, it's, they're from the largest candy corn maker in the world, or in the U.S. They were hacked ahead of Halloween. So poor candy corn can't catch a break. It's Ferrara, I'm probably getting the name wrong, but it's a Chicago-based manufacturer of candies like Rock's Candy Corn. Struggling to fill orders, though, after ransomware hackers encrypted their system. 
So ransomware is when hackers take over part of an organization's computers and demand payment to let them go and not leak files to the public. It's been used to extort billions of dollars all across the world. Because of this attack, though, the company has been able to resume production only in select manufacturing facilities. But it's not just candy corn that's affected because they make all sorts of candy. Sweet tarts, Laffy Taffy, Nerds, Red Hots, Lemonheads, Pixie Sticks. So I wonder, Lauren, if maybe you just had a really fresh batch because of what's going on. You probably got like the nicest batch. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Oh my gosh. And what, I'm sorry, but what losers out there are sitting around like planning to hack a candy company. Like, come on, you guys. I can't. So many. That's crazy. So many. Crazy. It is crazy. And these hacks, it just, it really, we need to be so careful. Anytime we get an email or a phone call or anything that just seems a little off. And it's also something that we really need to talk to our parents about because our parents don't, sometimes don't really know, oh, I shouldn't just click on random links that I get from someone who looks like a friend or they're getting so smart too with the way that they can take over your system, whether it's a business, whether it's just your home office, whatever it is, it is scary. Ransomware is one of the biggest things that's going to be a problem over the next couple of years. Oh, I dare I say like going forward, it's just going to be more and more of a problem because our lives are getting more connected, more automated, more smart, more everything is like connected now. Everything is like on your network and like all your information. Like, so yes, I totally agree. Take like some time to educate yourself about that stuff. It's funny you say this because I have talked about it on our podcast, you know, our regular episodes multiple times about like the spam, the calls, all that stuff and like heads up because yeah, Emma, it's like a they're making billions of dollars off of this. Billions. I kind of I kind of equate it to like modern day kidnapping. Like it's really hard yeah. to like kidnap anybody anymore because there's cameras and cell phones and all the like we can search and find like physical people, but now it's like virtual kidnapping and they literally can handicap your life and like hold you for ransom and like you have to pay them to get your life back. It's wild. That's the problem is that you really don't have any other option other than to pay. And I until know. there's other options or better security measures that are taken, which those security measures are extremely expensive and not available to a lot of you know business owners. My husband, actually, this, this almost just happened to him. So he was getting, te- they, they work with this, this text message app or something that I'll, that, they can text each other within their business anyway. So he was getting text messages from this app who he thought was from his business partner. His business partner was asking him, hey, can you can you get me like $1,000 worth of Apple gift cards? And he was like, okay, like not that weird. We always give clients stuff. So he goes, gets Apple gift cards and $1,000 worth. And then the person who he thinks is his business partner is leading him through like, okay, so now take a picture of it, write or text me all the numbers. And that's when he finally was like, wait, what? (laughs) Why would I take a picture of these Apple gift cards and text you all the numbers? So he finally gets out of the app, calls his business partner, realizes that someone had hacked their system and was going to, once you sent, you know, the pictures and then the numbers for the gift cards, use that thousand dollars for themselves. So they are really so smart. And you just have to think, double think, triple think. quadruple think. And sometimes you do fall victim to some of these silly, horrific ransomware attacks or whatever it might be. Oh, that's so scary. 
Well, I'll, I'll wrap it up on this. I feel like you always have to be on the defensive. Like you always have to second guess anything. Yeah. If anything ever, ever, ever smells weird, you almost have to assume it's suspect now. Or that's how I look at things. Right. Isn't that sad though? You, I mean, you, you're right though. You always have to kind of be on the defensive. Okay. I do want to know before we go, your favorite Halloween candy. Oh my gosh, that's hard. I mean, I default to Tootsie Rolls <laughs> because I only get them at Halloween time. What? I love Tootsie Rolls and I love Milk Duds. I know. Tootsie I know, Rolls? I do. I love them and I only get them at Halloween. That's like down there with candy corn. <laughs> I love them. Oh, that's hysterical. Yes, they are waxy and chewy like candy that's corn. That's like candy corns like, like you know, yes. funky brother. No, but you I, know? I live for Tootsie Rolls. I love them. <laughs> so I do. Cute. Okay, Lauren, what's yours? What's the one that you steal from your kids every single year? Would you say Halloween candy is different than candy candy? <gasps> yes. Is it like, are we talking specifics? Because I would say my go-to is like a Snickers. But like Halloween, I don't know. I feel like... I guess anything chocolate, which is more rare here in Arizona because I feel like it's hot and people worry about it <laughs> melting. So they do more like Skittles and Starbursts. So I do go for the chocolate for sure. What about you, Emma? Me? I, I, I'm Kit Kats all day, every day. Yes. Kit Kats. I love a good Kit Kat. But, that's, but again, Lauren, it's the same thing because it's only during Halloween that I really like Kit Kats. During like the rest of the year, I'm only sour oh, candies. Oh, funny. But during Halloween... Kit Kats. Yeah. I don't know. It's the, the Halloween spirit. Yes, totally. Well, Emma, that's going to do it for us today. This was such a good one. Thank you for all these insights. Of course. All right. Well, that's going to do us for this week's MomCast. Make sure to find Emma on Instagram at EmmaJTV. And then you can find us at the Mom Voice Podcast. We are there throughout the week. You can drop in, say hi, ask us questions, anything like that. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please head over and leave us a five-star rating and a review if you haven't yet. Or share us with a family member or a friend or on social media. We really, really appreciate it. You can check Lauren and I out next Monday with a brand new episode of The Mom Voice. And with that, anything else, Lauren? That's going to do it. Have a happy Halloween and take care of each other. All right, guys. Bye-bye.